Hey everybody, welcome back to Pod Lasso Talking Ted with Jess and Logan. I'm Logan. And I'm Jess. And uh, we're back to finally talk about season three. We made it. <laughs> I mean, we're only, we're only about six months behind from the start, <laughs> six or seven months. It started in what, like March? Yeah, so, I think it was March. Yeah. Yeah, that's not bad. Considered we started the show uh, two and a half years behind. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, we started in January, so we're still within the year mark to get through all three seasons. So we'll see if we make it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I feel like we'll wrap up sometime in January. So Yeah, that would be about a year. I think that's solid. I mean, yeah. you know, you got to account for all sorts of shenanigans that we have milked. <laughs> <laughs> Holidays and vacations and illnesses and you name oh, it. God, yeah, um, and, and other obligations. So yeah. I don't know how I, I say it all the time. I don't know how you do it. I'm <laughs> single, and I'm just like, I, sometimes I'm like, I have way too much to do. You mm-hmm. have kids and pets mm-hmm. and a husband and a mm-hmm. job and, and another mm-hmm. podcast. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I'm often I, told how? that I do too much. No, I'm often told that I that I do too much. I mean, how? I mean, my, my personal life is arguably in shambles and my house is always a wreck. So, you know, here we are. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm always on the verge of a nervous breakdown. So there we go. <laughs> I'm not laughing at you. I'm laughing with you because you're laughing too. <laughs> I know. I don't know. I mean, all jokes aside, but um, also wine helps. <laughs> wine helps. <laughs> You need that on like a button or something. <laughs> like so a that t-shirt. You just, yes. So you just wear it. This is wine mm-hmm. helps. So when anybody asks you, you can just point. Wine I, helps. I need a wine glass that says that. Uh, yeah. I'm totally I, I, looking this up. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we're we're I haven't we haven't even started. We're off on a tangent. Um so we're going to be talking about season three, episode one, Smells Like Mean Spirit. Maybe my favorite title in all of Ted Lasso. Um, it's so punny. And also uh, Nirvana. And that was like my brother's favorite band. So I just love this title. Um, we're going to spoil it. We're going to try to avoid spoilers for the rest of season three. We may get into some spoilery talk for what comes next at the end but by by then you 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 may have stopped listening so it might not matter um uh before we talk about i i want to shout out i ran into a guy i used to work with Mm -hmm. uh this past week um his name's donald brown so hey donald uh haven't seen him in a while and he was out at a park with his kid playing soccer, practicing. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, my God, that's Donald Brown. And me and my friend Courtney were just happened to be there. We're talking to him. And uh, uh, he was rambling about something. And he was talking about his new tattoos. Or maybe Courtney said, you got some new tattoos or something. We hadn't seen him since, like, pre-COVID. 
And uh, he was like, yeah, I got this one. And he points to one on his arm. And it was tiny lettering, so I'm blind as hell, so I couldn't read it. And he looked at me and said, you should know what that is, right? I said, Donald, I can't read that. (laughs) Like, he said, it says, um, and now I'm going to fuck up the quote. It says, be curious, not judgmental, um, Uh or whatever the quote is. And uh, I said, oh, yeah, Ted Lasso, man. He was like, yeah, you have a Ted Lasso podcast. You damn well better know the quote. I was like, you listen to the podcast? He was like, yeah, when I can. I was like, holy shit. We have a listener. (laughs) That's not us. (laughs) I do listen to our own podcast periodically. I just, I always, but I don't don't stay current. But anyway. Um, You're better than me. I I absolutely hate the sound of my voice. (laughs) I mean... It took me a while. It took me a while to get used to it, but I actually have found it beneficial to kind of go back and listen to myself because sometimes I'm like, "Oh God, what yeah. was I talking about?" <laughs> and other times, I just—I mean, I straight up. I we record these podcasts, and I don't, you know, I don't remember half of what I've said. So sometimes <laughs> it's interesting just to go back and listen to hear my own thoughts. <laughs> um. So yeah. Hi, Donald. <laughs> hey. Um. So all right. Um. As we do, going to start with a question. This one was really easy because right at the top, they're talking about video games. And I was like, I don't know if we've ever really, really talked about video games. So <laughs> I'm curious, have you ever been addicted to a video game? Oh, hmm. Hmm. I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm trying to think of. Have I ever been like addicted? Mm, Guitar Hero. Yeah. Okay. In college, we went through a real big Guitar Hero rock band phase, and it lasted for like, like three or four years. <laughs> like all of college, pretty much. <laughs> I, I'm still going through a rock band phase. <laughs> um, I, really? Uh, Does it still yeah. work? Uh, yeah. I I have uh, all of them, but I, I have so much stuff on my 360 that I, I purchased. Uh, I play a lot of rock band on 360 completely by myself. I have a like $300, it might've been $400 uh, electric drum kit that Mm -hmm. is modded to work with rock band. Um, so it's not that shitty. (laughs) Like, yes, it was so bad. And I always liked to do the drums. I was, or the guitar, but I broke two of those drum sets. Oh my God. (laughs) That's impressive. (laughs) I was like, oh, okay, I, I, and they weren't cheap. Like just to buy their drum kits, which uh-huh. were shitty anyway, uh-huh. were like a hundred dollars. And I was like, uh-huh. I can't keep doing this. So uh, I've now burned through two of the electronic ones, but that's over the course of like a decade or more. So that's pretty good. Well, yeah, pretty good. It's pretty good life. Yeah, I must I still love, have like a guitar hero thing like laying around here but i don't have any Um, any systems that it works with anymore nobody ever wants to play with me (laughs) so i just play by myself so if you lived a little bit closer i would come Mm -hmm. play you're just a tad too far away (laughs) (laughs) and the the drum kit's not really portable like it is it it breaks down really well but it takes so long to put it back together (laughs) oh yeah not worth it uh if you're Um, closer and i didn't have a million things going on. I would totally yeah. complain with you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, I, there have been so many periods in my life that have been addicted to video games that 
Um, I most recently Breath of the Wild. Mm, uh-huh. I mean, uh-huh. it, it, this was I, of course I was years behind, but this was just a few months ago, and I probably mentioned it while we were recording. Uh-huh. Like I, I got full on in. It was all I did. If I was not sleeping, working, or recording, and usually sometimes when I was working, because I was working at home, I was fucking playing Breath of the Wild. (laughs) I mean, it was bad. And I was like, this is why I don't do this. This is why I play games where there's a clear, like, beginning of a level, Ah. end of a level, and that's, that's like, it's like a chapter of a book. Like, that's my cue to close it and And not play. Yeah, until at least tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, no, I've I've definitely that game is easy to get sucked into because you're just kind of like tooling around trying to figure out what you're doing, and in, you haven't even, or at least for me, because I'm slow and not good at these games, but like can't even complete like one mission. And all of a sudden, it's been like five hours. I'm like, yep. oh god, <laughs> I need to put this down. So I'm not far into that game at all, but I do love that game. It's really really good. And I liked, uh, what was it? And I forget what it was on. It must have been on the Wii. Uh, was it Ocarina of Time? I liked that one a lot. I got uh, stuck, though. I got, to, I got like 60% of the way through the game, and then I just completely got stuck and could not figure out what to do. Yeah, then, I think they did port that to the Wii. It was originally uh, uh, N64, Ocarina of Time. Oh, maybe um, I'm thinking of the wrong one, then. Uh, Wind Waker? I don't know. Oh, I think clearly. Wind Waker was the Wii. Uh, it may, I mean, no, it no, may. no. Wind Waker was, uh, shoot. Wind Waker was uh, the GameCube. Which one uh, was the Wii? I don't know. Wait, would I, well, maybe it, I don't remember. I thought it was Ocarina of Time, and you're right. I, I may have been playing an old game. Yeah, there that... was definitely a port of Ocarina of Time. I don't know if it was to the Wii. I know they ported it to the GameCube because I have the GameCube port. Mm-hmm. Um but uh, I mean, all the Zelda games th- that I've ever played have been really, really good. Um, yeah. There, there was about a year and a half where uh, I was full on addicted to uh, Halo uh, online. Oh, yeah, we went through a Halo phase too. We used to do the LAN parties in college. Yep. Yeah. Um, uh, like I did not give a damn about playing the actual game. I just wanted to get on, and I was not good. Oh, um, neither was I. But, I mean, we loved playing. Me, Ryan, and like a half dozen other people would just hop on and just play for four or five hours a night oh, after yeah. work. Um, yeah. We went through a Halo phase, too. Went through a big Diablo phase in college, yeah, and I had more time, <laughs> ironically. <laughs> mm. Um, but yeah, so video, and it's funny cause it's something that's come up in Ted Lasso before, like when he's talking to, uh, Dr. Sharon last season, Ted's like, you know, like my, uh, he talks about his, uh, he doesn't call it addiction, but his relationship to video games, no. um, in her relationship to sugar. And I have both of those relationships to video games and sugar, um, I, I can manage the video game thing. I have yet to be able to manage the sugar addiction. Um, but, uh, so all that to say the episode opens with a very disheveled Ted at the airport. Mm-hmm. Um, 
when I first saw this, I thought he was waiting for him. I was like, oh, he's going to be waiting for Henry to get there. Right, because we, yeah, because we're assuming we haven't, we haven't skipped through the whole, I don't know. Yeah. I feel like it's a summer, but I don't know if it really is or not. Although if the kid's off school, it kind of should, must be, but yeah, I'm trying to, I'm trying to remember because what did I think he was doing? I had seen the trailer and there is this shot in the trailer of Henry and Ted uh, at a football match. That's clearly uh, Nate's team. And they're like waving at Nate. And I thought that's where we were going. And when that didn't, Ah. I remember when that didn't happen in the first episode, I was like, oh, we're going to get some more Henry later, which I I will say I wasn't happy with. Again, probably a lovely kid. He is not good. (laughs) I don't think this kid can act. No, not really. I I really, I really noticed it in this episode. <laughs> it, it doesn't help that um, we'll get to it. Doesn't help that the show is bookended by by him, and somewhere in the middle of that is this, like, I don't even know what to call it. It's, it's Phoebe, mm-hmm. the actress that plays her, literally fucking out acting the mm-hmm. two other people in the scene. Um, yeah, are Roy and Keeley. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I know. I love her. She's so good. I was so sad we didn't get much of her. Yeah. Um. But uh, anyway, he's not picking up Henry. He's dropping Henry off, which, you know, kind of more explains the disheveled, like, what am I doing with my life? Like, this is horrible. I, I'm not a parent. I cannot imagine how fucking terrible that feels. Yeah, I I can't either just because I've never been in that situation, you know what I mean? But I can't imagine that that's easy, especially for someone who's very close like to his family and close like to his kids or kid, I guess. You know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah I feel like that's really hard, which, you know, explains why he is kind of looking the way he does and then proceeds throughout the episode to question why he's there yeah. is uh it's a really big theme this season yeah um i i i like the moment they have with the the lego trophy uh mainly because it pays off really well yeah uh, <laughs> a little bit later uh you know and henry's <laughs> like the whole episode is filled with people especially rebecca doubting ted even Ted doubting Ted. And right. it really seems like the only person that believes in him is his son. Mm-hmm. Thank which you. Is, well, yeah, that's true. Let Ted be Ted. Um, yeah, and Keeley. Uh, and it's just re-watching it. I was like, that's really, really sweet. And I like that it bookends the episode. Um mm-hmm. I, I really, again, I don't want to harp on the kid. I, I just wish they found a better actor. <laughs> yeah. He, when he says the, the, the goofy things, I'm just, it makes me cringe. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's, yeah, it, but 
it it sounds like I mean it makes sense that he would you know speak like Ted speak like his dad you know to kind yeah. of learn all these little like goofy things to say but yeah they just they I agree they don't quite come out right um, I'm not saying that but yeah he's not great <laughs> yeah um all right good. If he were the only kid, again, I know we've said this, or I've said it. If he were the only kid actor in the show, it might not be so obvious. <laughs> but <laughs> he's not. He's often not even the only kid actor in the episodes that he's in. And that makes it a little worse. Also true. Um, And we're going to get so much more of him later uh, in, in a really great episode. And I'm going to try not to bash a kid <laughs> because <laughs> it, I feel horrible. Um, so uh, Ted leaves the airport, gets in his car, and immediately calls <laughs> Dr. Cher. I know. I loved that. I was like, oh, he needs to talk to someone. Yeah. Um, it, I like it for, for like multiple reasons. It made me a little sad. It, when we were first watching it in March, because of the way it happens, it basically solidifies that she is not going to be a major part of this season. Yeah, that's true. Because, yeah, she's clearly kind of like moved on and they're continuing his sessions over the phone. But, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Uh, she asks him how it goes. Uh, it, you know, he does his little Ted isms, but the main funny bit of it is it when he gets to ask her personal stuff and, you know, are you seeing anyone would rather not answer? Um, and then what team are you with? Can't say how many Australians Ooh, rugby. Uh, <laughs> I, I love that he figured it out because she said nine Australians. I know. It just makes me laugh. I like I love that line of questioning and where and he's like, Oh, you must be seeing someone because you didn't say no. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I was like, Oh. And of course we get that answer as their session ends. And yes, we do. And I I feel like I, I like it. It's really funny, but part of me also feels like that entire segment is was tacked on a little bit after the fact like in editing they watch the episode because the him like that shot of him at the airport as henry's leaving feels like the clear cut to the music but then it continues and i feel like somebody somewhere was like we cannot open this season of this show with the most depressing shit we've ever had. <laughs> well, you know, if the shoe fits. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, he just looks so sad. Yeah. Well, I mean, that theme does kind of carry through. Anyway. Yeah. That's all I'll say. Um, but so instead we get the music with uh, <laughs> ending on a character that we don't really see it all this season. Yeah. We, I think we hear her a few times. Uh, yeah. She might show up once or twice. Um, but uh, instead walking into a bedroom <laughs> to a, <laughs> a not, not a, I guess it's a double entendre. I was going to say, it's not really a dirty joke, but <laughs> <laughs> it made me laugh. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty funny. 
Um, and then the music, of course. And then, well, I'm skipping over Ted's story, which may be a little, how do we need more insight to Ted? But the whole thing of like, I got left at school once, which is something he said before. Like his dad left him at school. Yeah, I I think there is a lot more going on with the dad relationship that we don't get insight into. Um, I mean, we get like a little bit, but I think he leaves a lot out. And this story kind of stood out to me, especially on a rewatch. Yeah. Um, Because we get, don't we, I mean, we got a lot of like bombshells about his dad last season, but I think we get more, more this season, don't we? No. Yeah, and and uh, it's not really spoilery. You get to meet Ted's mom this year. Um, yes. That's a hell of an episode. Oh. Uh, so yeah, it 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 sets up. It, it's a good reminder of like where we left Ted uh, in regards to like him dealing with his demons, mm-hmm. um, but also like it's not just his dad. Like this, this kid was so unfortunate growing up that like he befriended the fucking janitor of the school. You know, yeah. his his dad forgot him. He helped the janitor clean the school. His dad paid the janitor. The janitor then gave him the money uh, for helping him clean. Ted used the money to go buy the janitor a gift, which he never got to give him. Um, or I say janitor, he says custodian. Uh, some people might think janitor is just feels kind of like a slang term. Um, but uh, helped him clean the school, goes and buys him a gift and never gets to give it give it to him because the dude got hit by a train. Oh, God, I know. I love, I mean, this is sad, but like, I love Dr. Sharon's response where she's like, oh, I did not see that coming. And he's like, yeah, yeah well, neither did Mr. So-and-so. And I was like, oh, God. <laughs> yeah. Um, I feel a lot like Ted. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because that's a, the yeah. exact joke I would make. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but this poor guy, this poor kid, man, like all of these people in his life just like die. <laughs> It's horrible. I know. I think for as positive and upbeat as he always is, I think he had a rather dark upbringing, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, it, it reminds me so much of like when I hear stories about Robin Williams. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway, we, enough of the depressing talk. Music, Rebecca flipping out in her office because Everybody's predict- predicted them to come in 20th place. They're gonna suck. And mm-hmm. <laughs> um, the best <laughs> best part is Higgins. <laughs> I love so Higgins. With the with the you know the people people with the sports blogs in their mom's basement. You know, <laughs> the stereotype doesn't hold up because my our 10 year old actually has a sports blog and he does it from our kitchen. And she's well. Where does he predict us coming in? And he does his, like, his, his gag thing. Yeah, which I don't. Has the show ever addressed that he he's so averse to to lying? At some point, he just gags. I don't know if they've overtly stated it, unless it comes later this season. Yeah. But 
they they have made it a running a running thing where instead of saying a lie, he'll just get like. <laughs> Which is so interesting, considering where their relationship started, mm. and, and we know that he spent most of the pre uh, or or the years with Rupert basically lying for him to her. I wonder um, if that's part of it. Yeah, um, that would be an interesting, uh, like, psychological, like, dive. Like, you know, is this something that you just developed in the last, like, three or four years? Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, now you got me thinking. I know we don't give that answer, but it, it is Yeah. Um, because, I mean, we know. We, we know where their relationship is in season one. And sh- she's like, you had zero problems lying to me for him all the time yeah that's true i wonder if maybe because like she called him on that that he feels like he can't lie to her maybe well but it's not just her like if you uh it's not all the time with other people but like if you ask him something directly and he it's an answer he doesn't want to tell you like it happens with the diamond dogs um yeah. Like he's he he starts to gag. So uh it's very, very interesting. So hmm. it's like if you go back, if you ever go back and rewatch it and just watch it from like Higgins' point of view, it's <laughs> it's pretty interesting just to see him react to all the things. Um but yeah, uh Ted comes in, does his Tedisms. Uh, but uh, Rebecca excuses herself because she has a date with Keely. I know. Oh. I and uh, Higgins, what was the? There's a whole thing where she's like, uh, Ted says, "Tell Keely I say something," and then he points to Higgins, and Higgins just goes, "Yo." Ah. Uh-huh. Yes, yes. He's like, I don't know. I just, it just came out or something like that. I just felt it in the moment. It was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> so I love it when he tries to be cool, man. He's so awkward. I know, and he tries so hard, which is just so funny. <laughs> there, again, not really spoilery, but there's an episode later in the season where they go to Amsterdam. Oh, and I love we, that episode. Yeah, we get to see Higgins. Like, there's so much mystery around what the hell Higgins is doing. And then, like, when yes. it's revealed, it's just so fucking adorable. <laughs> I love Higgins. I think one of my favorite parts about that episode, and I don't know why, but it's very, very minor, but Will. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, my gosh. We'll There's so much good Will later. stuff in this season. So, so much, much good. good Will. Oh. I love that. I mean, even in this episode, it's yeah. like, we'll get to it. Um, so mm-hmm. one of my favorite moments in the premiere, maybe my favorite moment in the premiere, is the Beard Roy two-second conversation of, so I finally watched it, and Beard's like, yeah, what'd you think? He's like, uh, yeah, the drunk guy, Gene Hackman, no. Uh, He's like, but I have one question. Why the fuck is it called Hoosiers? <laughs> that made me laugh a lot. I mean, it made, it, it gets me because, so I I never saw Hoosiers growing up. 
And it was one of those sports movies that everybody talked about. Mm-hmm. You got to see Hoosiers. I don't love basketball. Um, I appreciate it. It's just not my sport. So basketball movies, never really my thing. I didn't see Hoosiers until I was in my late 30s. And I felt the same way Roy did. Like, I was like, why the fuck is it called Hoosiers? What <laughs> What the hell is a Hoosier? Oh, guys, 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 guys. Come on. Come on. Indiana. Come on. I, I don't know. <laughs> Look, I'm not, I honestly don't think I've ever seen this movie. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm with you. It's, I'm not a big basketball fan. I'm not a big, like, sports movie fan i've I've seen some of them but like it's it's not my go-to thing but i also grew up in the midwest so i i get the reference to hoosiers <laughs> yeah i just don't know what a hoosier is like i get like that indiana but what's a hoosier <laughs> oh like what actually is it other than the yes. indiana team is it's a it's something that historical oh. okay hold on now i'm gonna look it up uh, other i thought i mean other than the actual team Come on. It's it's something historical, something to do with well, this just says a native or inhabitant of Indiana. Well that's not that's not <laughs> So is it like that's is it like the way Canadians say hoser? Like cause like I don't know what the fuck no. a hoser is either. No, a hoser <laughs> is a derogatory term. That's a bad that's a bad oh, term. Okay. If you're a ho that's not a good thing if you're a hoser. Okay. That's just not that is not in that is not a term of endearment, Logan. <laughs> so it's like okay. the opposite of a hoser. Oh, here we go. There was once a contractor named Hoosier employed on the Louisville and Portland Canal who preferred to hire laborers from Indiana. They were called Hoosiers men, and eventually all Indianans were called Hoosiers. So that's where it comes from. Like I said, I grew up in the Midwest, so it was a term I was familiar with-ish. But yeah. Okay. I mean, that's that's pretty interesting for it to become that big of a thing. Yeah. Well, I mean, Indiana University is, God, how old? And so it was probably yeah. one of those like old timey team names, you know, what it like, like the Tennessee Volunteers. I mean, you know, it's like that stuff. So yeah. it's like, yeah. you know, it's like, why are they called that? And it's like, it's, you know, it's, it's like historical <laughs> in, in its nature. <laughs> and I, I wonder that as well, because I am right. God, on I got to look this up line. too. <laughs> And no, 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 no. Like okay. I, I've heard that I work right on the Tennessee line. I work with a shit ton of people that are from Tennessee and are real fucking proud about it and love their football team, even though they haven't been relevant since Peyton Manning. Um, and I have to hear about the volunteer thing all the time. And I'm like, none of you fucking people volunteer for anything. <laughs> so I don't want to hear about it. <laughs> I don't want to hear about how great your state is. Like, really, you only love it because you don't have to pay a state income tax. But guess what? Your roads suck. <laughs> so roads do suck. Oh, my God. <laughs> so terrible. Like, I would pay the tax just to have paved streets. <laughs> and it takes... <laughs> I don't want to go and go off on her. It takes them forever. <laughs> like Atlanta, I understand why it takes forever to get things done because it's so busy and you have to like close off so much. And it just wasn't well designed to begin with. 
Tennessee, it takes so long to get the roads done or fixed or widened or whatever because there's no fucking state income tax and there's no money to pay anybody anything. And I've been living here for eight years and I've been working on the same sections of the same fucking highway for eight years. <laughs> so I'm yeah. just like, I don't want to hear about it, man. <laughs> I feel like every time I drive through Tennessee, there's always construction, but it's like kind of always in the same place. And I don't go to Tennessee that often. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I've been coming up here for a decade, maybe a little since Spencer and Katie moved up here and I started visiting That's right. the yeah. same sections of the highway have been in repair or uh, states of like widening or whatever for a decade, <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> fucking part of an overpass in Atlanta on a major highway collapsed, mm-hmm. like caught fire collapsed. It was mm-hmm. fixed in like eight weeks. Oh god, that was such a weeks. nightmare though. <laughs> Those eight weeks, oh my yes. god, such a nightmare. I had to go into the city twice during that eight week period and it was awful. I was like, yeah. oh my god. Cause I drive when I go into the city, I go in fairly often, I don't know, once at least once a month. And uh to hang out with my friend Shannon because we have like theater tickets and I drive over that section of 85 <laughs> yep. to get there. So yeah, it being out was rather inconvenient for me and yeah. the rest of Metro Atlanta. <laughs> <laughs> In Tennessee, it would have taken them a year to fix that. Oh good God. Um, could you imagine, could you imagine that section of 85 being shut down for an entire year? I, I mean, it, it would have, the city would have rioted. <laughs> The city would have died. Like, (laughs) people just would have stopped going to work. (laughs) Yeah. But, like, look, man, (laughs) I I don't live in L.A. I can't, it can't take me four hours to get to work. (laughs) Oh, God, right? Oh, my gosh, L.A. traffic is a whole, I mean, I thought I knew traffic. Mm -hmm. And then I drove in L.A. (laughs) Um, That's an experience. Anyway, we've gone on a really long tangent. So, can you explain 442? Yes, well, they right. explained it in the show also. I cannot explain its Russian derivation. Um, I'm taking them at their word there. But it's, I mean, so a 4-4-2 is also called a flatback four. It's four defenders, and it's normally played what's called a straight line defense um, so that it's easier to pull your opponent off sides. You've got four in the midfield, and then you've got two strikers up top. Your strikers are your two that score. It's one of the most basic forms, and he's not kidding it's the it's what everybody starts out playing and you you play it nonstop until pretty much high school and then in high school sometimes some high school formations will branch out and sometimes they'll do like a three five one um but I didn't play a three five one consistently until college um and we tried a couple of different formations but I think eventually we all stuck with the four four two it's just kind of tried and true okay. So I, I've gone to a few of uh, Spencer's kid. I feel weird calling him my nephew because people might think we're blood related, but anyway, he might as well be my nephew. May as well be. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I've gone to a few of Ezra's uh, soccer games and I've tried to really understand what the hell is going on. Well, um, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Ezra I, is I know. Madison. I'm 99% sure Ezra is Madison's age. Is he seven? Uh, he's eight. He's eight. Is he in second grade? I think so. Okay, yeah. Him and Madison are pretty close in age. Um, it's chaos. <laughs> it's 
Yes, little kid soccer is chaos. So they don't get organized um, even a little bit until they're probably closer to 10. I started playing when I was eight and it was slightly less chaotic than like when they start like three, like three and four year olds is just like you toss a ball in the middle of the field and they just run. They all follow the ball. But they start to spread. They should start to be spreading out a little bit at his age, but it's still they, pretty they chaotic. Are. They don't know how to hold positions yet. They, they're, it's too early for that's, that kind of strategy. That's the thing I've noticed. There's no offsides either. They're kids. They, ju- he's in the league. They just started calling offsides. Oh, how is that but going? Not well because they don't call it often enough. I don't truly Here's- understand it. But I know when it happens because I see the people on the sidelines react to it. And I'm like, oh, that was supposed to be offsides. <laughs> I bet you the refs don't even know. Rec, rec, rec league refs are not usually – they're usually like 15 years old. Yeah, they're not very old. Um, so I the thing I've noticed – and it's weird because I think the chaos has helped me understand what the hell is going on. Because right. I'm like, oh, they're all just going for the ball. That uh-huh. doesn't work. No. Because they're you're just getting in each other's way. Uh-huh. And, and then you have no one to pass to. Yes. Yes. Which is what happens on his team. Somebody gets breaks away and gets downfield. I think I'm saying that right. And can't get a shot on because they're uh-huh. the other team, meanwhile, kept two defenders with <laughs> in the back with the goalie. So there's three people and this one person who managed to get the ball away and has nobody to pass to. Uh-huh. And then the other team gets the ball and Ezra's team can't play defense. So the two people that should be close to, I guess, is it the box or whatever? Yes. Should be helping the goalie. They're not there because they were chasing the ball and goal, 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 goal. And the team gets like Ezra, especially, would get so defeated. And like seeing that, I'm like, oh, I think I understand. Like there's nobody back, there's nobody up there for them to pass to. There's nobody back here to help the goalie. And so all these kids are coming off like chase the ball soccer. And not play your position soccer. Yes, they're still a little young for it, but they should they should be starting to learn it. Um, yeah. Yeah, within the next couple of years. They, they should start to stay more in position because the coaches will emphasize it. Defenders should – rarely should a defender cross the half line. Rarely. Yeah. Sometimes you'll push your defensive wings up just a little if you're really trying to get a big offensive push. Um, but you have to be careful because if they clear it back to your side, you've basically got like your there the the two middle defenders are your sweeper and your stopper. Your stopper plays a little up, your sweeper is your last line of defense. They if you catch them on their heels, that's a breakaway, and then the other team usually scores off of that. So you got to be careful how far you push your defense up. But in a four-four-two, you want to keep that defensive line at or behind the half line. Depends on how confident you are in your offense. Yeah. Um, well, yeah your mid it, your midfield your midfield line is your is your workhorse. You're both offense and defense. So right. you transition forward to push for the offense. Um, but if that ball gets cleared, you got to turn and run back because you're also defense. Yeah. But um, yeah, as, as a rule, defender should not cross the half line and strikers should not cross the half line going towards your own goal. You stay 
at the top because you're trying to score. I often like the watching it. I've often wondered if it's like the just the American like spirit of like no, I have to be the one like who wants to like stop a score. I want to be the one to score. You know, <laughs> like and that's kind of the way they're. And I'm like, yeah, but like in soccer slash football, like preventing a score is almost way cooler than scoring. <laughs> like. Yeah. It, some yeah. of the stops are just amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, you know, yeah. Can feel just as good as, as scoring. Yeah. Um, I mean, unless you do like a, a bicycle kick a la like Zava, as we'll see in a few episodes. Oh, um, those are always pretty cool. Um, yes. All right. So we get our first glimpse of Nate uh, coming into his, his new office in his little bitty car. Uh, which is <laughs> it, it pays off handsomely later. Uh, I, you know, having watched it all, like we know where it ends up. We like, and we've talked a lot about Nate, and like yeah. rewatching it now, it's harder to really, really hate him in the moment. Um, mostly I just kind of feel sorry for him, but I do really love. But, like, he's pulling up, like, thinking so highly of himself driving this tiny, tiny car. And I can say that because I drive a tiny, tiny car. And, um, like, just, you know, wearing his suit and sitting down in his office and that guy sticking his head in and saying, there he is. There's the Wonder Kid. And he's just said, get out. I I love all of that. It, it just, it kind of makes me laugh. <laughs> It, like, kind of makes me laugh, but I'm also just, like, uh, why does he have to be this guy? <laughs> <laughs> That's just all I can think in these in these scenes, in these moments when he's, like, that. I'm just like, oh, why does he have to be that guy? Like, why does he have to be Rupert? I'm like, oh, yeah. I hate it. I just... Rupert 2.0, man. Like, it's so, it, it's upsetting. So, you know. But again, like I, I like the the get out thing. It kind of reminds me of like Ron Swanson. Yes. From Parks and Rec. Yes. <laughs> like, don't come in my office. Get out. <laughs> um, and then we get to see uh Keely and Rebecca with their uh we get to see Keely's new office, which is extremely cool. And apparently she got a deal on it because the company that used to be there, the the guy in charge was uh, grabbing uh, ladies' bottoms. Yes. <laughs> so they, the company quickly folded. <laughs> Which is not men are men are trash, man. <laughs> <laughs> they can be. Uh, it, not I, all, I, but they can be. I work with enough of them, and I'm just like, all of you are the reason that I'm single. Because <laughs> I talk to people and they're like, yeah, you're just like every other man. I'm like, yeah, because they're all trash. I can't get a date or I get judged unfairly because <laughs> you oh. all are garbage. Uh, yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. um, it's, it's very frustrating, <laughs> I, but I, I don't bl- I don't blame them. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't trust me either. <laughs> oh. 
Um, I I love the idea that Keely is so busy that she has to schedule time to sit at her desk and cry. <laughs> no, she's double booked herself. <laughs> and it helps I, because she has a frosted window now, so nobody can see her. I know. Oh my gosh. I was like, that is terrible. <laughs> but also super funny. And then just her scheduling time to cry. I was just like, oh God. Yeah, I've totally been there. <laughs> I just like sometimes I feel like I need to schedule some time in my day to just like do nothing. <laughs> Uh, for me, it's like, I will, I, there are specific songs that I know will get me. So it's usually in my car and I'm like, I need that catharsis or whatever. And I will just go to Spotify and play the song and like 30 seconds in, like I'm losing it. And then by the time it's over and I get where I'm going, I'm good. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, you know, whatever works, yeah, make it happen. Um, <laughs> she leaves some stains on Rebecca's dress. <laughs> the payoff with Higgins later is nice. That made me laugh. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's a lot of eye makeup. <laughs> right. I love what he says. He's like, I can't believe he wears this on her. She wears this on her eyes. I was like, oh my god, yeah, seriously. <laughs> and it. I know it's not really a callback to the panda thing, but it kind of feels like one. Oh, it does a little bit. Yeah, I can see that. They both have on like white shirts. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so cut to uh, training, which is not really going. It's not that it's going badly. I guess they call out that they just seem not really motivated because everybody's read what the the pundits are saying. I love the conversation between it's Jamie, Danny, and who else? I forget about uh, what's the little bear's name? No oh, God. In London, Paddington. Paddington. Yeah. Oh, I may have not understood exactly what they were talking about. Okay. It's I. It's kind of hard to understand. Like it's I, so British. Yeah. <laughs> like, and it's shown that pretty is well a with, little British. Yeah, I mean, I do pretty well with British usually, but I think I'm. I think I might have. I've only watched this one twice. I think I might have. I don't. I straight up just don't think I understood the scene. <laughs> Let's just put it that way. So apparently, uh, and you know, not not to get off. I don't. I know. I'm. Everybody tells tells me I should watch those two live action movies, but when I was a kid growing up. I don't know why, but I guess one of my sisters liked Paddington and we yeah. used to have to watch that fucking cartoon and it was so boring. I just hate Paddington. <laughs> I feel like I watched it as a kid. Can't remember though. I think, <laughs> like, I, had a, we... I, think I had a bear. Well, they love my sisters love the Care Bears. So, which I didn't mind. But I guess that translated a, for a little while into one of them liking Paddington or thinking that they would like Paddington. And I just yeah. remember like watching it and being so bored. But like, can we please watch the Transformers or G.I. Joe or Batman or anything except <laughs> this stupid bear in a raincoat <laughs> with the guy narrating it? It just makes me want to fall asleep. Um, 
So I, I have an aversion to Paddington. So I thought it was kind of funny when they were like, uh, uh, one of them says something about even Paddington said we would finish last. But apparently it's a guy on Twitter or, or whatever it's called now uh, pretending like tweeting as Paddington. And Jamie's like, yeah, out of five marmalade sam- sandwiches, we got zero marmalade sandwiches, which is the most British thing maybe ever in the show. Probably. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. I think I like I was hearing the words they were saying and I was not understanding it. And then Danny got sad when they said they said that it's it's not it's not really yeah. fair. <laughs> and I was like, what in the hell are they talking about? <laughs> Literally my reaction to this scene. But yes, they were very distracted during their training. Uh, the best part of all that is Ted and Beard um, saying, this feels like a day where you want to take the class out, outside. And Roy's <laughs> like, what the fuck are you two talking about? We are outside. Uh, I love, I love like the miscommunication of like American idioms in this episode, especially yes. with Roy. It starts with Hoosiers, and then you have this one, and I think there's more to come. Still, it just it makes me laugh. Yeah, Ted's press conference for sure. Oh yes, 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 yes. Okay. Um, <laughs> there's just silence at one point. He's like, "Oh, y'all didn't get that. Y'all didn't get that one." Okay. <laughs> Another bit that I love is. Uh, this is a great Will moment. He called Ted calls Will over, tells him, it, asked him if the I can't remember the bus driver's name, if he's around. <laughs> um, and he says, yeah, he lives here. And Ted's like, oh yeah, he does work a lot. And he goes, no, 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 he actually lives here, <laughs> because ever since his cult fell apart, like he's been living on the bus basically. Oh and. God. Ted's like, he was in a cult. And Will goes, oh, no, no, no. He was leading a cult. <laughs> oh my God. I love the idea that Will has this relationship <laughs> with his psycho-ass bus driver. I know. I just, I just, I feel like Will knows all of, like, like the seedy things, like, yes. the, that go on, like, at the football club. Because I feel like that's kind of, like, the the kit man level you know what i mean they kind of have all the gossip all of like the dark things the weird things like the off things he just kind of knows all these things and just, he's like the keeper of the information and it just it cracked me up i loved that they like made a little twist of like oh no he was leading the cult i was like oh my god <laughs> that is hilarious it kind of it also reminded me of parks and rec they remember that cult in the park yes stargazing yes. people or whatever it's a good habit he's making all those flutes and selling them to him <laughs> oh my god uh that's yeah. such a good episode yeah um something about a twilight book too i think that's the same episode uh they're yeah they're gonna put the the uh whatchamacallit in the ground the yes uh, the time capsule time capsule yeah, yeah. um so, uh, so yeah, they're, they're going to take a field trip and there's a, like a lot of intersecting things as we go like through to the end, uh, more, there's more Keely and, uh, Rebecca and that's where the, you got to let Ted be Ted. Mm-hmm. Um, and Rebecca is, well, we get to see even more, like it starts with that scene in the office at the beginning. And then this scene with her and Keely and she's such a different Rebecca than the person we started with in season one. Mm -hmm. She's still letting 
her ex get to her but now it's this like i don't want to destroy him i want to beat him mm-hmm. them right <laughs> <laughs> um which it, it kind of becomes uh, a theme for like the first half of this season yeah. is her letting this get to her and kind of forgetting where they came from and what was working and i i mean i don't think it's spoilery to to really say that that becomes like half of the the season is yeah. everybody forgetting like how they got there like the success and that, well, maybe not everybody but the success that brought they get wrapped up in the 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 we have to win at mm-hmm. any cost thing instead of like we have to win our way yeah no they forget that that i think they get so shaken by everything with nate and and with rupert you know coming in and and buying you know West Ham, and then hi- and then hiring Nate, and I think they're kind of reeling from all of that. And the way that they're reacting is like, yeah, it's like they they forget all everything that kind of got them there, and they are just like, no, but we have to win, and we have to do it their way. We have to meet them where they are, and that's not what makes Richmond work. And so, yeah, I didn't super love that bit. Um, yeah. I mean, like, I get it. You needed, they needed something to, some sort of adversary, I guess. And, and right now it's just kind of them. Well, uh, West Ham, Rupert and Nate. It's interesting because this, so I, I don't, I, we talked it a little bit about it uh, in previous episodes. I, I didn't love the way this season started. Um, including this premiere episode. And part of it is that, is that whole, like, not letting Ted be Ted. Like, yes, her and the rest of the team getting caught up in this, like, this mentality. But it's actually so, like, the more I thought about it, it's so true to just life in general. Yes, it is. And especially sports, like mm-hmm. in in baseball, football, whatever. It's this mentality of like I I do it too. Like I I spent most of my afternoon watching the Falcons play football, American football, and for the last three weeks, two and a half weeks, because I did it for most of today too. Just screaming about how Desmond Ritter, their current quarterback ain't the guy man he's not the guy i don't think he can get it done we got to go out we got to get somebody else like this is like and like i'm like oh i'm doing that thing that they're doing Mm because they bring it up in this episode like maybe now's the time we should beef like they do it in her in rebecca's office we should beef up our lineup yeah you know go out and find some other players get around yeah and that's not the, for lack of a better word, that's not the lasso way. Nope. Nope. That's, and that's, we will contend with that for the first half yeah. of the season. It's buying a championship. Like, um, I don't, I don't uh, are you, 
I know you watch soccer or slash football. Uh, mm-hmm. Like, are you, do you watch any baseball at all? I'm not a big baseball fan. I'm not going to yeah. I don't yeah. blame you. It can be kind of boring. Um, several years ago, before they were the Miami Marlins, they were the Florida Marlins. And this is several, several years ago. The guy that owned them was like, I want to win a championship. And he went out and spent a shit ton of money getting players that could win a championship. And they won a championship. And the next fucking year, the whole team fell apart. Because you cannot sustain that. (laughs) No, that's true. Everybody wanted to go somewhere else. So, because they wanted to still get paid. Nobody, it was all these like one and two year contracts. And, and so like that idea, watching it play out on a show I love was not fun for me. But then like the more I thought about it, the more I was like, yeah, but like we all do that. We all do. Like we got to go out and get the guy. The, the Jets did it. Aaron Rodgers wanted away from the Packers. The Jets paid him a shit ton of money to come play for them. He played for two downs, four downs. I don't remember what it was. Uh, Possibly career-ending injury. He's still going to get $25 million. Jets fans are like, what the fuck just happened? (laughs) And that's why you don't do that. You know? That's true. Um, So, yeah, watching this team, like the makings of that come into play was really kind of upsetting. Yeah, I know. Yeah. And I, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't see like the writing on the wall. I think like at first on a first watch, um, I see more of it on, on a repeat watch because obviously I know it's coming. So, yeah. Um, we do get to see some, some of Nate's practice. Um, and, Again, mm. not going to lie. Don't love Nate being a dick. No. The dumb, dumb line was really funny to me. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I want you to go stand over there. Stand. That's the dumb, dumb line. <laughs> yep. Anybody else want to join him? Great. <laughs> and the fact that Ted's assistant is named Beard <laughs> and his assistant is named Disco. <laughs> <laughs> He says, just because my name is Disco doesn't mean this is going to be a party. Um, it's so, it's so great. Like, they they named him Disco just so they could write that line. 100% they did. <laughs> Absolutely. It made me laugh, though. I did. Um, but yeah. So yeah, Rupert wants to have a talk with Nate. And that's uh, that's where we find out that they're towing nate's car because they thought it was a car from one of the cleaning crew (laughs) and and, i mean i guess props to nate for owning it because i probably would have not that he should be embarrassed but i probably would have been like oh yeah what idiot thought he could park back there and just been like i don't know how the hell i'm gonna get my car back (laughs) i know i was gonna say but then how did you get your car back (laughs) (laughs) and just find out where it got towed (laughs) i don't know I mean, it's expensive to get those, you know, out of the whatever impound lot or whatever they're called. I think they charge you a lot of money. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, yeah, it's, I'm sure it's not cheap. Uh, but I, I don't know if I would have had the, the, I just don't know if I could have admitted it to, to him because clearly he thought, 
so much less of the person who was driving that car. I know. I know. I was actually kind of surprised he said something, but I think he's also used to being that person, which is also yeah. just a little bit sad. He's kind of like, oh, no. Yeah, sorry. That's my car. <laughs> yeah. you know, he's like, oh, I'm that guy again. All right. Here we go. Yeah. And, and this kind of begins the whole because uh, this is going to come up throughout the season, I think, or at least the first half of it. Um, call me Rupert. Call me Mr. Mannion thing. Oh, mm-hmm. Because yeah. that becomes a whole back like however he's feeling about Nate, he corrects him on how to address him as either mm-hmm. Rupert or Mr. Mannion. Yes. And oh. that is the most fucked up power play I can possibly imagine. I know. I was like, it's such a dick power move. Oh God. Just makes me cringe. Yeah. Um, but I mean, he's so good at it. <laughs> I know. I hate it. I hate him. Uh, meanwhile, Ted has canceled practice, our training, and has taken his team down into the sewer. <laughs> <laughs> Where we find out what this, at the very beginning of the episode, he makes some reference to Henry not watching his neighbor's screen on the plane ride and ah. seeing less of clowns in sewers. Yep. And we find out that on the ride over, he inadvertently wound up watching it on the plane ride because he couldn't keep his eyes to himself. And uh, I don't know if you've ever seen the new version of it, but it's I'm 40 something when I watch it, watched it for the first time because it's a few years old. So I was probably 41, 40, somewhere in there. Scared the shit out of me. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I have never been able to bring myself to watch either movie. Yeah, the TV movie is tame in comparison to the new one. Uh, the Skarsgård kid that plays Pennywise is just terrifying. Like It is so terrifying. <laughs> I cannot imagine watching that as a child. Now, I read it, the book, when I was in high school, but I can't imagine watching it as like a 10-year-old or something. <laughs> No, no. I mean, and that, I mean, that's about the age I was when the original one came out. Um, I, I never, I never watched it. I watched some other uh, Stephen King things, but um, I watched the, the Langoliers oh, that's, the TV thing. Yeah, I, the, the TV movie's not great. The, I really like the book, but I'm also like mildly, you know this, mildly obsessed with like, time and how it works and yes. so <laughs> yes also this is not at all related but i know you're a horror fan uh, you need to read the book um the last house on needless street it's not okay. horror horror but you will like it it's so weird that i will read horror books like i will devour stephen king books but like i i have been as i alluded to earlier trying to date which is so mm-hmm. horrible and every person i come in contact with is just like i love horror movies and i'm like great i don't like horror movies i like some of them <laughs> but for the most like i saw the trailer for the nun 2 oh and i about jumped out of my skin <laughs> i used to really like horror movies and then i had kids 
And I don't yeah. know what about that transition changed me, but I mean, it doesn't even like movies that have to do anything to do with kids. I just, I struggle with horror more now. Yeah, I guess I just I, don't want to be scared. Yeah. <laughs> anymore. <laughs> um, but I, I won't, I, I literally can look to my left and see 14 Stephen King books. And like, I will read the shit out of this stuff, but I cannot watch these movies, man. They give yeah. me nightmares. Um, so yeah. anyway, the, the new it is terrifying, uh, especially the first one. Um, I'll probably skip that. So, uh, uh, so Nate uh, is giving a press conference while they're on their tour of the sewers. Um, and I mean, it goes, doesn't go well at first. I love the getting to know them, getting to know all about them. <laughs> like, he's like, oh God, I'm lo- I'm losing it. And he can see Rupert. He's feeling like, what the fuck have I done? Like, who is this? Right. And uh, he does the, the spitting thing. Mm. Um, which. A uh, couple is key so- flashes there. Yeah. It, it's so upsetting. Um, but like, also I understand it. Um, I still don't and, like picture, but whatever. Yeah. Um, and, uh, he proceeds to like, you know, basically tear apart people in the room, Ted, mm-hmm. his old team, like just being a real shit. Meanwhile, Rebecca and Higgins are watching it and Ted and his team are at the sewer and, of course, somebody recognizes that's a great bit. Like, hey, is that Roy Kent? I don't know. Roy Kent, is that you? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, fuck off, mate, <laughs> or whatever he says. It's like, yeah, it's Roy Kent. <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay. So that pe- these guys start taking pictures, putting them on Twitter. It goes viral or whatever. And mm-hmm. Rebecca is. I don't know. You tell me. Do you think she's rightfully or justifiably pissed off? Or is is she just letting all of this get to her because of, you know, she just wants to beat Rupert? A little bit of both. I mean, I, Ted is a very unconventional coach who, if you take him at his word, doesn't know what he's doing. Um, And... I I th- I think I think he's effective. He's proven over the last two seasons that his unconventional tactics work. Um, that it's important to not only know the I mean to not I mean I guess to not even know the game, although he does have coaches on staff that know the game. Um, but to know the people, to know the players, and to get them to kind of like gel and be like one cohesive unit. And in and by doing that, it kind of like lifts everybody everybody up together. Um, but I also think, I think last season, Rebecca would have just let it roll off. Oh, it's just Ted being Ted. Mm-hmm. Whereas this season, Rupert's gotten under her skin yet again. And so she's coming down on him harder than I think she would have, but I don't think it's abnormal in like a sporting situation, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. Um, but it just goes back to like what I was saying earlier, what we were talking about was the whole like you you forget how you got here. Um, yes. Yes, you know, exactly. It, it's the I don't love the don't forget where you came from, because I feel like there's a lot of 
like animosity in that phrasing. Uh, yeah, there that, can that, be. That people use uh, to try to hold you down when you're successful. But yeah. I do like the idea of don't forget how you got here. Like when you're uh, doing everything the right way and it's working out and you become successful, don't forget how you got here. Don't then turn around and just start stepping on people's necks. Yeah, exactly. Um, and, you know, that's kind of the mood that she seems to be in. Um, so much so that, um, I mean, she just reams Ted. Uh, and, and we see, like, a reaction. His reaction to her is not one we've ever really seen when she digs into him. Mm-hmm. Like, not scared, but just, like, more questioning of why the fuck am I still here? Yeah, I mean, he was he was very taken aback, but he w- but it was also like it's almost like like where is this coming from? But like, you know, I don't know. Like, I th- he could he could definitely tell, and he knew that something was off with her because earlier in the episode, you know, she she keeps saying it's all you know, and she's making it all about Rupert and about the fact that he owns. West Ham and that she needs to beat him and Ted keeps correcting her and saying them <laughs> and he, so I mean I think he knows that she's all up in her head about Rupert and West Ham and the fact that they're ranked higher and, and all of all of these things so yeah. uh, but at the same time yeah it's like okay uh, we've never had a chat like this uh, I don't know what to do about this uh, should I even really be here kind of thing yeah. Um, so, yeah, all all of that's post uh, trip to the sewer and Nate's press conference. Yeah. Uh, the the trip to the sewer is I I do kind of agree with her. Like maybe like you could have found a way to not do it so publicly, but you know it is what it is. I, the team is even like, why the hell? Uh, Isaac was like, yeah, I have a question. What the fuck are we doing here? Right. I know. But I like how he was able to kind of yeah. bring it, you know, bring it all together. And it kind of had a purpose and it was clever. Um, and I think that's what I like and appreciate about Ted. It's unconventional, but yeah. it's relevant, but it's more relevant to their well-being not necessarily yep. their skills, if that makes sense. Oh, it, it is uh, like rewatching because I've rewatched it. Mo- I'd only seen it maybe twice, this episode twice before we got here. And I watched it uh, three times in the past week um, because just because I haven't rewatched season three much at all. Yeah. And uh, so the idea of like all of this shit outside, like you sometimes you can't help but absorb some of it, but you have to just like let it go. And yeah. I struggle mightily with that. <laughs> so, um, but, uh, so post, uh, uh, Nate's press conference, he gets a text from his mom, uh, saying that they watched it and that his dad didn't like that. He cursed. Uh, mm-hmm. and you know, that, that's, that's something that's gonna come up probably several times throughout this season is like Nate's relationship with his father, which okay. is something we only got 
small glimpses of in season one. Um, yeah. It's so funny how much father relationships affect the characters in this show. Not, well, it's not a, funny, but uh, yeah, no, I mean, it's, def- <laughs> it's definitely a theme, theme throughout. Big theme. And then fucking Rupert buys him a car. Right? <sighs> ugh, Rupert. So I mean, good for him, but ugh. <laughs> what what's what's the difference in your boss buying you a car and your boss going like hey man that suit it doesn't fit you like i know you want to look nice let me go buy you a suit mm, well i mean the price point but that's about right it. i mean what what ted did in buying him the suit which became this like weird point of contention for him mostly because he told everybody that ted bought him the suit i yes. i don't think ted told anybody you know he no. could have just kept it to himself um it just became this point of contention and ted what ted did was out of like love and mutual respect and like just generally trying to help somebody uh and what rupert's doing is not any of that no not at all it's all about image and how it reflects on himself and he can't have his head coach driving yep. an ancient mini cooper yep so and, and, and it's so that like that's the one like truly upsetting night thing in this episode for me even though we see a lot of him being a dick I'm like Dude, you're so happy to get that car and look so flashy, but it became so like not not even a day after Ted bought you the suit, it became this point of contention for you. Yeah. Whereas like the car never never really does because it's it's a it's a status symbol. I mean. Yeah. And which One is, is a friend that, helping you and the yeah. other is a dude almost bullying you (laughs) like yeah yeah but yeah no he just you know sees it as praise and and him i don't know i think he he definitely misconstrues it that's for sure um yeah all right so or maybe he doesn't but whatever yeah uh so the episode ends well we get the ted press conference which is like we you were talking about earlier mm-hmm. uh, ted uses a lot of american like euphemisms and stuff that simply don't play my favorite being the the cornfield thing and oh. it's just what it's like oh yeah you guys don't watch baseball yeah. <laughs> so or, or, you would have no interest in field of dreams <laughs> exactly i was like yep mm-hmm. <laughs> um but uh you know rebecca it's it's so funny how the press conferences mirror each other where it both it starts with rebecca and rupert neither one of them being happy with the way their coaches start in the press conference right and but rupert is happy when nate isn't being himself and rebecca becomes like more at peace watching Ted just be Ted. Yeah. Well, because he's charming. <laughs> yeah. And everybody seems to love him. And 
it works in his favor because, you know, Nate's new best friend, his Twitter feed back when it was still Twitter, um, <laughs> he, he just scrolls through and it's just it, he he scrolls at the beginning of the episode and it's high praise. He scrolls at the end and it's like, mm-hmm. oh, you know, Ted is Ted's classy is like Ted Classo or something like that was one of the memes. Yeah. And uh, and then, you know, you know, there was some negative stuff about Nate. I can't remember exactly what some of them said now, but it was, you know, basically him the fact calling him out for being a jerk. Yeah. Um, it, it's yeah, it it's the show's so good about kind of mirroring things and yeah uh, this episode does it really really well um not just stuff from past seasons but like paying off and mirroring things that happen within the episode sometimes even minutes apart mm-hmm. um so it ends with uh two scenes basically involving children which we talked about earlier uh yeah. which uh one scene is the the thing we haven't talked about is Roy and Keeley yeah Earlier in the episode, Keely says that she has she owes Roy uh, not a date, but uh, a talk with Phoebe. And, you know, I I don't know about you, but when she said that the first time I watched it, I knew exactly what was up. I, I did want to believe it, but I was like, this is not the we're getting married talk. This is no. the unfortunately we've decided to break up talk. Yes, I, I, I did too. When I first watched it, I correctly guessed. I was like, "Oh, it's the breakup talk." No. Yeah. <laughs> and then we get we get the confirmation here in this scene. Although Roy and Keeley don't exactly seem to be on the same page. Yeah, uh, which uh, Phoebe definitely picks up on. Mm-hmm. I, I fucking love this girl, man. <laughs> like I know. I, I want to be, I just want to hang out with her. Like, this is the coolest kid on the planet. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Super cool. She's so funny. And just the idea of like, but why? But why? Like, why? Because you're too busy for each other? Like, you were busy before. Like, this doesn't make any sense. This is dumb. And, but then she hits them with the like, you know, my parents split up when I was really young, as if she's not really young now. And my dad died, and I, you know, kind of learned that things just aren't meant to last forever. So I'm glad we still get to be friends. And I'm like, how the fuck is this kid more mature? I know it's just a fictional child, but I'm like, yeah. I am not that mature. I'm like, oh, things are over? Let's burn this bitch to the ground. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, that's hilarious. But yes, no, I love that she was like more mature than both of them and that she by the end like they were trying to like break the news to her, but by the end she was the one like leading the conversation and kind of like telling them how things were gonna go. And she was basically like, Yeah, this is stupid, but I get it because things don't last. So yeah, I'm not upset. Sure, we can be friends. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Um and then uh, she has a really solid moment with Roy in the car later where she says, wow. uh, can I ask you a question? He says, uh, or she she doesn't even ask him that. She's like, are you sure you're doing the right thing? Mm-hmm. And he just says, I don't know. And she's like, 
can I say, she said, can I swear or something like that? And he says, sure, go ahead. And she's, she basically says, I think you're being really stupid. Yeah. And I agree. You know, it's, I agree too. It's such a difficult thing though. Like I've gone through it myself when it's like, you know, this person is so special and you don't want to let them out of your life, but also, at what point is it not fighting to keep them, but like holding them hostage, if that makes sense? Mm, I could see that. And, you know, I really understand that, although I have, well, really only once, maybe twice in my life, fallen more into the like, I'm going to fight and fight and fight and fight and fight to keep this from falling apart. And it never worked in my favor. So it, you it usually doesn't, especially when it's one when it's one sided. Yeah. Um yeah, I've been in that situation too. So yeah. Um and then then we get the lesser of the child conversations, although this isn't terrible. I won't crap on the kids acting anymore. Uh we get Ted walking with beard, which is a really funny moment. He's like, Are we going for a beer? Because we just walked past your house. <laughs> I know, I love that. He's like, no, why? I smashed your house. Oh, bye. Um, he's gonna call uh, uh, Henry, and they have a, a very nice conversation that that bookends like where they left and this whole why am I, why am I still here? And I, I mean, I guess when you've asked everybody else the question and asked yourself the question, why not ask your ten-year-old son? Do you know why I'm still here? <laughs> right. <laughs> Although I did love his, I did love his insight or me too. Whatever. I mean, and it's, it kind of does mirror the very beginning of the episode when Rebecca says, you, you told me you were here to win the whole yep. thing. You said that you spit on, you spit in my face, not one year ago. And that I mean, he laugh. gave him the trophy as, as it, the little Lego version of the trophy as he was exactly. boarding the plane. Exactly. Um, you know, he's like, it. yeah, you're you're there. You're there to win it. You know, you're there to make the difference to, you know, do what you have to do. And uh, he, you know, takes a little camera and like shows uh, Henry that he put the trophy next to him. And Henry goes, why is Nate off to the side? Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know. He says, well, remember, Nate's not part of the team anymore. And he goes, yeah, but you can still be friends, right? And, uh, like, that's, it's so heartbreaking. It is. You can tell he's Ted's kid, though. Yeah. Um, He's parroting back to him what he's been told probably a million times in his life at this point. Yeah, but you can still be friends. It's okay. Even if you had a disagreement. I said it to my own kid. Yeah. But it becomes that thing, like, how do you explain to somebody, especially a child, it's not that I don't want to be friends with him. It, I think he doesn't want to be friends with me. And I, ha- like, yeah, how do you, hard. I have to let that go and just be like, he's not okay with me and there's nothing I can do about it. Like, I, I can't keep trying to fix something that the other person doesn't want to fix. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, so uh, there's a really interesting thing here 
and I, I don't know what it says. The Lego figures. Oh. Nate's Lego figure has black hair. Mm-hmm. Ted's Lego figure has gray hair. Oh. Why does Ted's Lego figure have gray hair? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> guess they ran out of brown? <laughs> I guess. <laughs> but at least black would be closer. Um, I yeah. do want this Lego set, though. Like, seriously. I have the Office Lego set. I have the Seinfeld Lego set. Where the hell is my <laughs> Ted Lasso pitch Lego set? Coming I for Christmas? I need this. I need this. <laughs> they're probably, I, if they're going to make one, they're probably holding out for the holidays. Um. So the episode that... I, I said that they they couldn't end the episode on or begin the episode on the most depressing thing possible, which is Ted watching his son leave. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're going to end it on not the most depressing thing, but maybe the most upsetting fucking thing that's ever happened in Ted Lasso is right. him, <laughs> Henry, holding up the Infinity Gauntlet that he got. He's like, mom's friend Jake got it for me. And Ted's, like, you can hear the mental scream that goes Uh on inside his head. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. Yes, you can. I love the look on his face, and I love what they do with the music right there. And and then it cuts. Oh, it's good. Uh, Yeah. But I remember that bombshell being like, I'm sorry, what? (laughs) Yeah. Oh. Because you keep holding out hope. You keep holding out hope for, for the two of them. And then all of a sudden, she's got a friend. Yeah. And you know what friend for kids is code for? <laughs> Mommy's new friend so-and-so. As somebody who has been the child in that situation and only as an adult realized what it is, like and and like how shitty it is to find out that news from your own kid. Oh. Oh my God, that moment, like, uh, it's like a, I, it's not even a knife, just like, oh, I feel sick. <laughs> I feel mm-hmm. so sick. <laughs> oh God. Yeah. Um, so the episode doesn't have a, sh- like a ton, I was going to say a shit ton, I guess that's accurate, uh, of jokes <laughs> in it. Um, no. but I, I, the, the Roy thing, like, hey, is that Roy Ken over there? <laughs> Like, I, it just <laughs> makes me laugh. Uh, Roy being an asshole always makes me laugh. But maybe my favorite, it's so stupid, is when they're going to the bus. It's like, all right, everybody run but Roy. Oh, yeah, that's really funny. <laughs> he just does the Terminator walk to the bus. I just, I don't understand why is he say everybody run but Roy, but it does make me laugh. I, I mean, I just... guess because of his knee. Oh, um, okay, okay. But like, so he's, he's like... not playing anymore. He can't run at all. Does everybody but Roy run? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, he can run. We we we'll see. We'll see. That'll come back. That'll come back. <laughs> oh man, just, the Terminator walk it just kills me, man. So funny. Uh, did you have a, a favorite funny little bit? I mean, a lot. There were several we've talked about a lot, but one we'd never really talked about was was when they're leaving the sewers and and all of a sudden um Beard goes, Don't spook the 
bus driver or no sudden movements yeah. around the bus driver or something because like before they go down in they you know you get that whole like scene where he's like you know you really shouldn't call a hippie in on the on the weekend blah 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 and he's like oh okay yeah i'll keep that in mind he's like i'm gonna, gonna do, do some toad venom toad venom i'm like what the fuck that's a thing and then and then ted clearly has the same reaction beard's like he's like oh yeah he'll be fine in 20 minutes he'll be forever changed but he'll be fine in 20 minutes i was like oh my god yeah, it's a pretty great moment. Um, yeah. Yeah, that don't spook the bus driver. Yes, and then it, you cap it with don't, no sudden movements around the bus driver or something like that. And that made me laugh. Um. So the, the only very briefly future thing I wanted to touch on. So spoilers for future episodes of Ted Lasso. Did you have any fucking clue that Jake would be Dr. fucking Jacob? No, not a clue <laughs> i was like holy shit she's dating their marriage counselor how fucked up is that i mean oh my god and we will like that'll be a huge discussion but like yes it was stomach churning when he said mom's friend jake uh-huh. when you find out who the fuck it is it's i was livid man <laughs> livid <laughs> Me too. Like, me too. And it doesn't get better for me until the episode when they come to England. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I, I it sounds so stupid to be, and I, it, it's happened with this show, because um, it happened with Nate. It's so stupid to be so pissed off at a fictional character. But, <laughs> oh my God. I was just like, like. Words that I shouldn't call people, especially <laughs> people of the opposite gender. I was just like, <laughs> went going off, man. Like, it's if a pretty Ted, shitty thing to do. If Ted were my friend in real life, she would have gotten some nasty messages and he would be so pissed off at me. <laughs> That's kind of funny. Yeah, no. It was, I, I would, once that, that revelation came out, I was shocked. No, I never once in a million years would have ever guessed that. Yeah. I, and I was like, oh, this is way worse than yeah. I thought. I thought I mean, it was bad, but like, this is bad. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, yeah, I'm with you on, on that. It doesn't, like, I don't feel any alleviation to that anger until like, those moments and even then a little bit less so not until like later in the season when we have the like kind of sort of realization that like oh wait this guy's kind of a dick (laughs) yeah exactly yes those are exactly the things i'm referring to (laughs) yeah um so yeah that that was uh such a like watching it now i forgot that the name reveal happens at the end of the episode. And yeah. when I, I started rewatching it, I was like, Oh shit. Like it's there. You just, we you just don't, don't really have enough to put the pieces together because of course he wants to be called Jake, not Jacob, you know? Yeah. Um, well, so, and Ted doesn't even, it takes Ted a few episodes yeah. to put the pieces together, but Oh boy, when he does, I'm like, <gasps> Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. So bad. Uh, yeah. That, that, Oh, oh god that scene man oh. I, 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 I don't know Like Kudos to, again another fictional Characters if I were Ted 
that conversation probably would not have gone anywhere near that level of like, okay, I guess we'll talk about it later. I've <laughs> been like, uh, oh no, we're talking about this now. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. Either that or I just would have hung up one of the two. Yeah. And you're not going to like what I have to say. Yeah. yeah. Um, maybe I need some anger management. Um, maybe I do too. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So, uh, yeah, that's uh, episode one, season three, episode one. Uh, rewatching it now, a much better start than I had yeah. thought when it premiered because I was so ready to go with like the team and like the confrontation with Nate. And like, I wanted to see all of that play out so quickly. And I was disappointed at how long it took to play out. Um, but rewatching it now, I, it, there's a lot of, a lot of good stuff here. There's a lot of good stuff. Yeah, for sure. So, um, <laughs> Uh, I'm interested to see how I feel about the Zaba stuff on a rewatch because that was my least favorite. I was just like, why the fuck are we wasting all this time with this guy? Yeah, I know. There's a few things that I'm interested on rewatch that, especially given the finale. Yeah. So I I won't say any more there, but yeah, there's a couple of storylines I'm interested in. I'm like, "Hmm, why did we waste all of our time here? Yeah. Um, all right, so go check out everything else we're doing over at xwingfiles.com. Uh, Ahsoka Talk wrapping up. It's a great show uh, with uh, kind of sort of spoilers. Not a great season finale, um, oh. but uh, it definitely means, I think it means we're getting a season two. Um, so I know you're behind on all of that, but. Uh, oh, yeah, I haven't watched yeah, any of that. I, I'm I'm kind of just over the like. Can we can we please just tell a story? Like just tell a story. <laughs> like just, why does everything have to be like bum bum bum? Maybe it will continue. <laughs> like I'm so sick of this. Oh yeah, because they're trying to milk everything for their money. Yep. Um, and we only got six episodes. Like that's the other thing. <laughs> like oh wow, that's just short. Give me at least ten. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, Ahsoka talk, and then um, Loki is back. Are you a Loki person? Ooh, I love Loki. Um, I need to find some time to watch it and an avenue to watch it. But um, yes, I love Loki, and so we'll we'll be getting there, hopefully yeah. sooner rather than later. Holy shit! What a premiere! Yeah, oh, yeah. I can't wait to watch it. It so you may see headlines of like. Marvel still can't get their shit together. And I don't know, because I haven't seen past the first episode. I know a lot of people have seen the first, like, four, uh, critics-wise. But I I don't know, man. Like, I want to watch him do this forever. (laughs) I mean, I loved Loki. It was one of my favorites. Um, And I know it was lower in, in many people's books. But, man, I loved it. So I'm really excited to watch it. It it is, it's Doctor Who for like the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and I'm just here for it, man. Nice. So, and I, I, Tom Hiddleston's so fucking charming. Like, and yes. you know, for as annoying as Owen Wilson can be, he's yes. still really charming. Yes. Like, and them together, it just something about it works. 
So oh, I can't wait. So yeah. I, um, yeah. I, I wish I had Disney Plus. I use somebody else's login, so I can't give it to you. Um, <laughs> yeah, I know. I was using someone else's and that yeah. stopped working. So oh. uh, anyway. I, I'm, I keep waiting on mine to stop working because I keep talking <laughs> about ending the, the like profile sharing and stuff. I so, know. That's we'll what see. I think. That's what I think happened. Yeah. But anyway. So, yeah, Marvel fanfare is back. If you're watching Loki, go check that out. Uh, me and it's at least me and Elizabeth right now um, talking about Loki. We had a good time with it. Uh, I won't spoil any of it here uh, for Jess's sake. But thank you. It's a great premiere. Um, and if you're into other geeky stuff, Jess has another podcast. I do. You can catch us over on Tomorrow's Legends. Right now we're doing a Legends of Tomorrow rewatch. Um, we're in season three. So we just we're almost to the midway mark of that season. We just finished covering um, the crossover, the big crossover event um, what, from what was that the crossover w- that year? Crisis on Earth X, the Nazi one. I love that one. That's because it's the best crossover that they did. The it's the only so good. It's so good. They kill a major character, and I was really, really pissed about it. And I'm still kind of pissed about it, but I'm less pissed about it now than I was when it happened. So years yeah. have made me mellow or see. I mean, hindsight's 2020, but it was an amazing crossover. So, yeah, uh, yeah. so we just covered that. Um, Superman and Lois should hopefully come back in the summer, early summer here. We're hoping in June, possibly mid-May, but probably not. Probably not till June especially since technically the SAG strike is still on, even though the writers came to an agreement. So um, we will be covering that. And then we also covered every episode of Stargirl. If you like Stargirl, you can go back and listen to our coverage there. Stargirl was so good. There was a was. there was a time where both of the uh, Wilson brothers were in comic book related shows on the air at the same time. And both the shows were really good. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. <sighs> Uh, what a and wonderful couple of years that was. <laughs> I know, and Luke Wilson was great. He's such a he was such a great Pat Dugan. Yeah, I, he's far less annoying and equally as charming as his brother. <laughs> yes, they but they're both just like so unique in the way they speak and like their delivery and like their speech patterns. Yeah, it's, yeah, they're just they're very distinct, and I don't know what it is about them, but they're very distinct. So I know you don't like. Uh, uh, what's his name? The director, uh, Wes Anderson. But have you ever seen his first movie, Bottle Rocket? I have not. It stars both of them, uh, Luke and Owen Wilson. Um, oh. It is the least Wes Anderson, Wes Anderson movie. Oh. And I okay. think you would really, really enjoy it. Um, okay. Because okay. it's just not, it's not like those other movies. <laughs> Yeah. So, um, it's also got um, oh shit, what's his name? Uh, oh god, I'm drawing a blank on his name. Uh, James Con, uh, who passed away last year, I think. Uh, in it, and he's really, really good. He plays this like local mobster dude because, of course, he does. Um, but it, <laughs> it's really funny, and it's fun to get to see them play off each other uh-huh. and because like you can tell they're just 
constantly riffing like they just and they like go at each other it's just a lot of fun so anyway okay no you don't like it wes anderson but it's not like uh royal tannenbaums or any of that other stuff it's gotcha. not quite as like staged and weird um yeah I'm not anyway um cool. so yeah go check out all of those other things and i never plug it here but i also write for my buddy adam's website themovieisle.com um there's like 40 something articles on there by me about movies that uh my brother owned that i watch and just talk about like either i'd never seen it before and i'm like why did my brother like this movie so much oh, <laughs> and no. or it's something that like we shared a love of and i'm like hey i remember the first time we watched this and um but the the one i just did one on uh return of the jedi which was the first movie i really remember uh like seeing as a kid nice so and so go check out all that we'll be back next week uh until then thanks for coming to our ted talk bye